Welcome to the Recycle Podcast, where we discuss everyday issues from a mental health perspective. We are your hosts, Dr. LaFanya Jones, Dr. Rashonda Strickland, and Dr. Nichelle Wall. Now don't get it twisted. We're not going to be your stereotypical therapists. What we will be is down to earth, informative, a little spicy, and vulnerable. All right, interns, turn up the volume, grab your pen and paper. It's supervision time. As a reminder, this podcast is not meant to take the place of a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Session 20. Ooh, I'ma tell mama. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, interns. So this week we're going to be talking about sibling rivalry. And basically what sibling rivalry is, is just an ongoing conflict between kids raised in the same house. And it can be biological siblings. It can be step siblings, adopted and or foster siblings. And basically the conflict can be, uh, verbal or physical fighting it can be name calling tattletelling or tattling i said tattletelling <laughs> that's a tongue twister tubby. <laughs> tattling um being in constant competition for your uh, parents attention or you know voicing feelings of envy mm-hmm. so have either of y'all <laughs> dealt with sibling rivalry so I would have to say I'm the only girl and that's what I use for my brothers when I want my way. <laughs> I'm the only girl and I'm in the middle. Um, so I don't necessarily think I had sibling rivalry as far as like being in competition because obviously my thing was dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Neither one of my brother can dance. <laughs> <laughs> and my oldest brother, he can basically do anything he put his hands on. So no, no point in trying to compete against that. Mm-hmm. But I think for my younger brother, so me and my older brother, we got along. I, I think we got along very well. And I think it's because he was my hero as mm-hmm. well. Gotcha. Um, And so my younger brother, I would have to say he and I were in conflict a lot, but I think it was just because he got on my nerve. Um, He was, he's 10 years younger than me. Gotcha. And, um, so I was in high school and he would just, you know, how boys are. They're just rambunctious and they just jump on everything and get on your nerves. Just conflict, but not really robbery. Yeah, okay. it, it was conflict, but it, I don't I wouldn't consider it to be robbery. And I was a little mean to him sometimes, but I wasn't at home. <laughs> I wasn't at home a lot because <laughs> I would like I worked and stuff. By the time he came, I was working. I was mm-hmm. traveling a lot with the band because I was a dancer. And so when I was home, I wanted to be by myself and he just didn't want me to be different phases. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I had to apologize to him as we became adults because I was a little, <laughs> I was a little mean. Aww, poor thing. I don't think my, well, you know, my brother may, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> um, but I do not think that me and my brother had sibling rivalry. Uh, I'm 12 years older than my brother. So by the time he would even have been old enough for us to even be in a place to have sibling rivalry, I was out of the house. Yeah. You know, so we pretty much grew up like only children, Mm -hmm. you know, so I only came home to visit 
you know, during holidays or, you know, every few, mm. few months or so. Mm. Um, so he didn't, we didn't grow up really with each other yeah. and we didn't develop like a close bond until he was an adult. Gotcha. So I don't, we never had a phase where we would have had opportunity to be in a rivalry in the traditional sense of that mm-hmm. word. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and my mom jokes all the time. It's like, we're twins. So, (laughs) you know, he's like my long lost twin. And I said, you know, he was just a little late. You know, he was just being a little lazy (laughs) and wanted to stay in the womb a little bit longer Mm -hmm. um, because we are very much alike. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we get together, I mean, it's just like it's almost like we're inseparable. Yeah. You know, we have this way of like, mm-hmm. we know exactly what each other's saying. Mm-hmm. We, we find the same types of things funny, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's really interesting. Um, so I actually kind of, when I was younger, I used to beg my parents for a sibling. Like <laughs> I, want, I wanted a sibling so bad. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I finally got to a point where I was like, well, whatever. I don't, I don't want a sibling anymore. And then all of a sudden my mom was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. That, that, yeah. That yeah. happened. I, I, my parents, well, yeah, my parents didn't even tell me my mom was pregnant. I just so happened to walk in the room and my mom is little. She's like a two. Well, <laughs> not anymore, but she was, but back then, yeah, she was small. <laughs> and so I walked in the room. So, so if her stomach is big, it's very noticeable. Yeah. So I was like, mom, you fat. What, what happened? And, she, and then that's when she Your sat dad. down. Um, <laughs> oh my god! You did this to me. Yes, yes. And so when I when she told me, she was like, "Well, I'm pregnant." I was like, "What? Pregnant?" <laughs> I was like, "No, you're not." And so she told me to. So obviously they told my other my older brother. Yeah. Because she was like, "Well, call your brother. He know." Really? <laughs> Y'all told him, but didn't tell me. Mm. But. I, you know, my brothers and I, we do get along very yeah. well. Like when I go home or cause we all try to, my younger brother and I try to go home at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, for holidays yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And we get along very well. You know, yeah. I don't think it's any competition between any of us now gotcha. at all. Yeah. I actually, you know, appreciate him being so much younger than mm-hmm. me. I definitely feel like we didn't have a competition. If anything, I had, a parental competition because mm. I took more um yeah I have a very motherly role with him I feel you on that one you know <laughs> um, <laughs> um because there have been times where like if my mom said something to him he would come run and tell yeah. me and then I'd be like what <laughs> She said, do it. So do it. No, 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 no. Uh, what? I would run to my mommy and be like, what'd you say? What'd you say to She's Chris? A oh my God. Dr. Strickland. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dr. Strickland, mom and dad. That is not me talking. <laughs> I'd be like, what'd you say to Chris? And she would be like, I knew you was coming out here. I knew you was going to come out here and say something. I just knew it. Uh, so if anything, when he was much younger, I took on more of a parental role mm. with him. Um, and then as he got older, that's when we started to have more of a sibling in my mind. Yes. We got more of a, a sibling relationship. I don't feel like he still sees me in that kind of second momish kind of way anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know. I would have to ask him mm-hmm. to verify that. But I feel like now we can, since we're both adults, he can relate to me in a different way yeah. versus when he's, you know, seven and I'm 19, you know, he doesn't have mm-hmm. any kind of, 
he has no idea what my life is like or <laughs> right, what's going right. on, you know? Right. But now that he's 25, you know, and I'm 37, he can understand like what it's like to pay bills and what it's like to have yes. stress and what it's like, you know, so yeah. we can relate in a way that mm-hmm. we never could, you know, years ago. And mm-hmm. even now, cause he's married. He, so that he understands that too. Wife. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Girl. What about you? You haven't said anything yet. So Dr. Wall. <laughs> the other doctors know this, but I got a jumbled up family. Um, so I have a total of how many? Hold on, let me count them. Six brothers hmm. and two possible sisters. We, I say possible because we ain't had no blood tests. There's no shade to them. I just I don't know if they are ours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she said if I, they are ours. My truth. That's yeah. all. Exactly. So um, I grew up for the first part of my life. I would say probably until I was, well, my brother was born when I was nine and six months. Mm. So I was the only. Mm. I really didn't have a recollection that I had other siblings because we didn't know about all of them oh, because okay. they mamas had decided to lie, say who they daddy was. It, it's a mm-hmm. lot y'all. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait till next session. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I grew up as a only, but also the oldest, but also a cluster of the oldest. So my father's side of the children, we are technically, you know how they say Irish twins. Uh, well, we're not Irish twins. Mm-hmm. We're technically Irish triplets. Uh oh. With three different mamas. Papa was a Rolling Stone. <laughs> yes. So my mom only had uh, one other child live. And so we ended up being nine years apart. We had no issues, no issues whatsoever. We, me, and I almost called his nickname, me and Navante. Let me not say his nickname because he'll beat me. Um, <laughs> are much like you and Chris. Mm. So I took on a very parental role. It's still kind of like that, even though we're si- sister and brother, and he calls me Nissy and all those kind of things. So we were never on the same, you know, we weren't in the same phase of life. So mm-hmm. I didn't really have to worry about sibling rivalry. But what I will say, because of the absence of his father, it made him feel in inferior mm. to mm. like what I was doing in my life, even though he has greatness all over him, but he, you know, your rejection don't say, Hey, I'm only going to feel rejected from my daddy. It's going to play right. a in role everywhere. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. to be honest, it never affected our bond and our love. Now my brothers in, well, I'm just gonna say my brothers cause I haven't met my sisters. My brothers on my dad's side, we are stair step and then there's, a big gap and then another big gap. So we have uh, two 37-year-olds or three 37-year-olds technically. So mm-hmm. it's July, August, November. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we have a couple of years later that we have um, my, well, I'm just going to call him by name because, you know, Navante got a shout out. Everybody else got to get a shout out. <laughs> and they're going to be like, so why are you right? Exactly. Saying so we're not going to have no favor him. We're not going to have these problems. So I'm, we got me and Rashad. I don't have a whole bunch of siblings. I know, right? <laughs> so we got me and Rashad. And, the, and I didn't meet him until I was like 17. Mm. And I met him when I was 17 because he was graduating from college. I mean, graduating from high school um, in Virginia. And everybody's like, oh, okay, we're going to go see him. We want to support him. He looked just like my daddy. That's his baby. Mm-hmm. And so us two, that's the August and November. Guys, I'm November 1st. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we have Liddell, 
which is uh, my father's namesake. And so probably out of my dad's sibling, we're probably the closest because I spent the most time with him. Gotcha. Um, and he probably would say one of his other siblings is closest to him because he spent more time with them. Mm-hmm. And so then under him, we have Brandon. They are stair step. Mm. Then we have a huge gap of 21 years. Oh, wow. And I have a brother, and he um, he's special needs. He has some some things, you know, going on. But love to death. Mm-hmm. Tori. Mm-hmm. And then 31 years. And that's my baby brother, LaDavid. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. But all of them, like, have a good relationship with me. Mm-hmm. I have a good relationship with them. Do I feel like we can probably be closer? Yeah, of course. Because when you have... Even though our we have the same father, we're still technically a blended family, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're not growing up in the same house. We're not getting to see each other on a consistent basis, and you have to kind of make up for that and kind of sort through some things. I will say for me personally, I struggled a little bit with feeling like maybe my dad was not there for me, the gotcha. same level that he was there for the others. Mm-hmm. But that didn't have nothing to do with them right. and i was able at a young age to see that it wasn't them it was my dad mm-hmm. that's very yeah. interesting i know <laughs> yeah all over the place but we all have a huge gap in between at least our one sibling. of our siblings uh-huh. well both mine yeah, yeah. I didn't, you, I didn't, you got my situation yeah i didn't <laughs> speak i have a uh, a younger half sibling um she is 25 years younger than i am um but we don't live in the same state. We never have. Um, so that relationship, there's really not much to kind of speak on as far as that relationship is concerned, because there's, I mean, literally hundreds and hundreds of miles, (laughs) if not a couple of thousand miles between us. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I was in graduate school. Yeah. It's something that will have to be fostered as she gets. Yeah. It -hmm. would be very similar to my relationship with, um, my brother. Um, you know, once she, if she decides when she becomes an adult that she's interested in, you know, meeting me, well, she, she's met me, but again, she probably has no real recollection mm-hmm. of meeting me because I live so far away. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, having a relationship, I will encourage it if that's something she ever decides that she wants, um, to pursue with me. Yeah. But again, she, I will be so far ahead of wherever she would be in life. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm 40 or 50, she'll only be 25, you mm-hmm. know? So there's really it's like s- an aunt, basically, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, so that relationship is always going to be a little bit different. But since my brother, my brother and I are only 12 years, you know, he can understand a little bit more, but it did take time for mm-hmm. that, him to get to that spot. And he lives in the same state. Literally three minutes away from where <laughs> I live. <laughs> Yeah. And I think the other thing that helped to kind of build the relationship with my brother and I was that he lived with me for a little while. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that helped him learn me in a different way and me learn him in a different way because any memory that I have of living with him, he was a toddler. Mm. You know, he was very young and he was going to first grade when I was in college. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't have any. I have no um, background of living with him ever, really, you know, yeah. basically. And he has no, he may, he may say he remembers me living at home, but <laughs> probably, not. probably not since he was so young. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it was it was really good to be able to have that time together so that we could develop a bond now and learn more about each other and have different types of conversations that we had never really had before about just kind of our childhood and how our childhoods were so different. You know, like our parents were married when I was coming up, Mm -hmm. but they were divorced by the time he was coming up, Mm. you know, so we had different um, experiences. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. My older brother and I are six years apart, so we obviously grew up together Mm -hmm. and you know, like I said, I call him, he's my hero. He's my (laughs) Superman. I call him my Superman because, you know, it would be things that like I would go through like with you know childhood stuff and he would come and protect me and make sure you know <laughs> mm-hmm. he laid them hands if he had to you know <laughs> so catch these hands. yeah exactly so you know it was so we grew up together like in with my younger brother we we're 10 years apart so it was kind of like you and Chris mm-hmm. um when he was eight I was going to college all but I went to college in the same state mm. that he was in so I was able to come home and even when I went off to my grad program I went to Georgia it was still driving distance and every time like I would come home I would bring him gifts and stuff Mm -hmm. so he you know yeah that was still the you know favorite (laughs) 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 no I wasn't (laughs) Lord, (laughs) that's so so funny so you know that kind of puts me in the idea of wondering you know since we all have gaps between our siblings Mm -hmm. uh, some bigger than others <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we all do have large gaps mm-hmm. so then kind of what do you guys think your role was within the family hmm. um for me or maybe we should start with talking about first like what oh, the what different the roles what are. the different types yeah, of roles yeah. that there can be within a family yeah and yeah. then like Breaking what roles yeah then what role do you think you played within yours okay yeah, i definitely think that's a good idea um, one of the first ones, and I identify with this, <laughs> is the hero. And so the hero is the good and responsible child. Those are air quotes around those things. Um, but it's the high achiever, carries the pride of the family, overcompensates to avoid feeling inadequate. Um, good leader, organizer, uh, goal-oriented, self-disciplined. <laughs> Um, and some, it says sometimes the hero lacks the ability to play, relax, follow others. So, Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah, I would say I fit some of those, but not, I don't (laughs) think that would be my role. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be my role Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, if I had out of the ones we'll talk about the rest later, uh, interns, but if I had to pick one off top, this probably I feel like would fit me um, because I do tend to try to make sure like, okay, so you good. All right. So we're going to do this. And then always, I'm always, this is something that I struggled with heavy and my husband could attest to this, that I always struggled with making my parents proud. Yep. Mm. You know, and I wanted to, and probably if I'm being honest, almost to an unhealthy level at sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and even more so in particular, making my father proud. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and not to get too far too deep into my own personal (laughs) stuff. (laughs) Um, my, my father, I love him to death, but he's not the most vocal person in the world. Mm -hmm. So I, his, his 
difficulty in speaking emotionally. I think I overcompensated yeah. with um, trying to achieve because I know that he was very, that's how he expressed pride in me. Mm. You know, if I got good grades and I made good decisions and all of those kinds of things. So I think I in, uh, internalized that hero idea mm-hmm. and kind of took that role on, whether it was given to me or I, you know, took it or, you know, I'm not sure. So I would have to say if out of all, all the three of us, I, w- I would have to identify my oldest brother as uh, the hero. Obviously, because I called him my hero. Yeah, <laughs> but he he definitely is a, a a leader, and he is. So I think the one thing that I would say, I guess, negatively about my brother is that as talented as he is, like I told you, it, it whether it's sports, whether it's cooking, whether it's electrician, he can do anything he put his mind to. Like anything he put his hands on, he can do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm the one that went to college. Like he made straight A's. I made A's and B's. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like I mm-hmm. could, I can see him going so much, so much further than, you know, where he is now, but he just, I don't know if it was a, a fear of, like you said, of not succeeding in what he wanted to do. And I know one time we did have that type of conversation and he said, well, he, he calls me funny. He was like, well, funny. I don't know what I want to do. I said, well, go to a school that has multiple mm-hmm. of what you like. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you don't like it, then you can change your mate. And he still didn't do it. So it was like, dude, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So I would have to identify him as that one. Gotcha. Man. And just so everybody knows, you can you can be more than one role. Mm-hmm. So don't yes. feel like you are only one because I'm a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, see a couple, I see a couple of these uh-huh. in here for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, the next one is rescuer. And the rescuer takes care of others' needs and emotions and problem solves for the family. And this person tends to have difficulty with dealing with conflict. So they are trying to rescue people from those hurts and those pains, sometimes themselves. They they distract themselves with rescuing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to think what I, hmm, I don't think that would be me. I would have to, I, well, when we get to it, I'll, I'll say. I think I dabble in this one. I Even do not dabbing. think, yeah, I don't think I, this is my go-to, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and if, I, when I say I dabble in this one, I think I dabble in this one with my brother. Mm. You know what I'm I saying? Like pretty much nobody else in my life I do this for mm-hmm. except for him. Mm. Um. You know, like I said earlier, I kind of took on like that second mom-ish kind of role. Yeah. So if I did, when I do insert myself into that, it's it's only with him. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. Can, I can see that. I can. I can see that because I've seen her interactions with him. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody, I could get emotional talking about him. Me too. Like, <laughs> I don't play when it comes to my brother. Like, yoke him up. Yeah. Like I don't, I I don't play and I don't care who it is. Yeah. It could be. And my mama, you know, I love you. (laughs) And you know, I don't mean no disrespect because she don't want no tap tap. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want no problems, problems. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I don't care who it is. Like I am like, I become like a mother bear when it about him. Well, he's your child essentially Mm because of the age gap. Like I totally relate to that with, 
Navante is taking everything in me not to say his nickname <laughs> but i'm ex- extremely protective over him as well me and my mom then we've had words before and things of that nature because i'm super protective of him she's super protective of him too that's not to say that she's not because she is a mama bear y'all have met my mama so y'all know yes. how she gets <laughs> mm-hmm. um but i think it's the age gap and yeah not and i have said this before my mom allowed us to be us like I never had to step into a parent role or anything like right. that. Like True. my mom was very much so like, this is your brother. Mm-hmm. If you want to spend time with him, spend time with him. If you're busy, like mm-hmm. he had his life. I had my life, but we loved each, each other so fiercely that it creates, it creates what you need to be. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. It, with them being so much younger than us, you kind of have to go into mama mama bear so i would have to say now as far as like uh being overprotective of my brother i'm overprotective over both of my brothers like Mm -hmm. that's one of the things okay (laughs) because that's one of the things that they already know okay so you start dating somebody she better be don't even get she better started. come into come this house back. talking come correctly back. because <laughs> she won't come into this house no more okay <laughs> like it, yeah so it, it, it it's, it's almost like my older brother kind of passed the torch like it was my older brother protecting me mm-hmm. and then I started protecting my younger brother but then I then when I as I got older I was protecting both of them mm-hmm. and not from you know protecting you know and not in a controlling type of way right. so let's go ahead and get that disclaimer out there no. i don't think any of us are talking about being controlling over our siblings no. right but you better come don't come in here talking outside of your neck mm-hmm. you, but that also kind of <laughs> goes down the line of and we don't have to jump fully into this black women protecting black men oh yeah i, I can understand that that's a show idea but I can say, I mean, y'all are probably the same way, but my brothers protect me too. Yeah. Like they don't, they yes. don't play when it comes to me either. I Both of tell them. tell some stories. Oh yeah. My brother is the same. Through. When yeah. you talked about loving each other fiercely. Yes. Like, yes, my brother is just as protective over me as mm-hmm. I am over him. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because like when we get together, it can, we can literally like the whole room can like disappear. disappear. Yes. Yep. Because we're so like we're in tune with, you know, like I said, we find the same things funny and we have very similar interests. So it can be like if we get together, like the whole the rest, everything just kind of disappears. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, See, I think with me and my brothers, our communication is hmm, like because I think my brothers have more in common, but Mm -hmm. I'm a girl. And so usually when I go home, I'm with my mom. Mm-hmm. and so that gives my older brother and my dad you know kind of a break and she she gets her daughter mm-hmm. yeah you know so yeah okay mm-hmm. well the next one is the mediator um the mediator can be a rescue type although he or she works to keep peace in the family system this person does the emotional work of the family to avoid conflict they they are the buffer so they are like almost a safe space where people can come and get their stuff together. Mm-hmm. Mm. I would say I can fit in this one a little bit. And I think it's more so because I'm a therapist. I would, yeah, we were here. <laughs> yes. We were in sync. We were in sync. Cause <laughs> we I was are literally think, I was like, <laughs> I was like, the only reason this would be true for me is because I'm a therapist though. <laughs> yeah. And although I cause see, even when I was young, like I, when we would go to North Carolina, sometimes 
I would talk, I would have conversations like adult conversations with my cousins who were older than me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, God had this therapy thing over me for the longest. I didn't know that, Mm -hmm. but you know, so it was like, like you said, the emotional work, a lot of people did with me, even friends. Mm -hmm. I agree with that one. I feel like that's an easy one though. Mm Mm-hmm. Like if we get too far gone, we definitely become the rescuer, the yes. unhealthy version. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, but we are trained to be the mediator. And I think also with all of us being in a position of authority in our sibling uh, lineup at some point, mm-hmm. you just kind of become the buffer. Yeah. Yeah. So I would definitely say I've gotten better with this over the years, mm-hmm. you know, as I've matured and how I enter into these roles um, mm-hmm. I've gotten, mm, I don't want to say toxic cause I don't think I was ever toxic, but I've, I expressed them in a much healthier way yeah. mm-hmm. than I used to. Yeah. I, I can agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get to a point where it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. won't bump your head, tear it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one is the scapegoat or the black sheep. And this is the person, the other family members feel need the most help and they often blame most things on them even if it is not them they may choose a path that the family as a collective does not um approve of um so i don't think in any of us uh of my siblings fit that one i think when my younger brother was younger in school I don't want, I wouldn't say that he was a scapegoat or black sheep because nobody was arguing because of him, but he was having problems in school. So mm-hmm. it was a folk. He was a focal point because everybody was trying to make sure he graduate. Right. But I don't mm-hmm. think he was a scapegoat or black sheep. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Th- I mean, I, I don't have a, I only have one. I mean, I have two siblings, but I only have a relationship with one. So I, I don't think that my brother is the black sheep and I don't think anyone else thinks he is, but I think he may think he is. Yeah. Mm. You know, and maybe not quite in the, the specific way that you're describing that, Mm -hmm. but he may think that, but I don't think anybody else in our family thinks that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do we, do we define what black sheep is? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we did okay i I didn't i must have missed that okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm kind of in the same boat as you uh dr strickland i feel like my brother that i lived with um i will have two brothers that probably would fit into that category but i don't personally look at them Mm -hmm. that way i think kind of what I was saying they have that rejection on them so they'd be like well I'm gonna do it I'm gonna be this person I'm like but you ain't this person you all sensitive and soft and stuff Stop <laughs> just let us love on you Stop. Um, so I think they they make some choices that lead them down a darker maybe path than most but I don't really look at them as the black sheep I'm just like they got some hurt and some healing that they need to go mm-hmm. through um, Cause when I think about black sheep, I'm like, this person is out here acting a fool, right? Mm-hmm. For real, for real, on purpose, right? Yeah, right. So yeah, I like you're actively different. doing stuff to almost turn your family against you, right? Yes. And that yeah. I, neither one, I don't think any of our siblings, oh God, are no. doing that. Like no, that's why I said, like the the school thing for my younger brother, that was just a period in his life. But I don't think he was purposefully trying to mess up in school because yeah. <laughs> I, I mean no. I've seen it in other family systems and of course anybody can kind of call you the black sheep 
or the scapegoat or, or things like that. But when I typically see it, it's more so someone dealing with addiction maybe mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they just aren't accepting their responsibility of like how they got to this place. It's rare that right. you really see a true yeah. scapegoat yeah. slash blacks black sheep. Yeah. yeah. I think I've only seen it once in therapy. Like f- somehow this child was like the family believed this child was literally the cause of all of their problems. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and it didn't matter what interventions we put in. It was just like, they saw this child as like Dennis the menace and it didn't matter what you said or what you did. Mm-hmm. You know, they were going to always be identified as the problem, even if it was somebody else in the family mm-hmm. that caused exactly. the issue. Somehow it always reverted back to that child. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this for so long. I don't remember if (laughs) if I've had any or not. Yeah. I can only think of one in particular. If I go back way in the recesses of my mind Mm -hmm. um, where I've seen it in the, like you said, in the true form Mm -hmm. of what Mm -hmm. black sheep or scapegoat is. Yeah. Your client Hmm. in the, in the trio. Uh, mm, mm. But I feel like all of them were though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I think a lot of things fail. On that particular kiddo, because of the parent, I can see that. You know, I can I can see that. Yeah, and mm. I definitely don't think I fall in, fall into this category because I believe yeah. well, that's no, your stuff. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Well, the next one is switchboard, and this is the person um, that is like the information center of the whole family. They keep track of everything. They know who's doing what. They pass on in, any of the information. Like on the unhealthy side, of course, this is the gossiper of the family. But on the uh, on the healthy side, it's like. Hey, we just making sure we keeping everybody connected. And I kind of feel like, in, especially in a lot of black families, this person is the grandma. Mm. Oh, I can oh, think yeah. of several family members that fall into yeah. <laughs> that fall yeah, into this I, category. I, think I got some cousins <laughs> that fall into that. But I, mm-hmm. yeah, but you, I understand what you're saying though. I can see that because a lot of grandmas, a lot of people go to the grandmother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, all of my grandmothers are deceased, but. Mine too. Uh, and grandfathers uh, long yeah. been deceased so i don't know i, I really yeah. have no frame of reference um really for grandparents but mm-hmm. um i can think of some extended fan i'll just say extended yeah. family members <laughs> that fall into this category i would say in my immediate family i would say it was it's my parents and it's not that they're gossiping they're because we're all in different states no no they're the commu- healthy version yeah they're communicating with us oh, letting sure. each other know what's going on with the other sibling just mm-hmm. in case we haven't talked to them or and things like that so yeah. i would have to say that my parents are the ones that sh- make sure they keep us updated i mean mm-hmm. what well, they gonna be the grandparents so. that's true <laughs> <laughs> they said we just getting started exactly. a little early we preparing mm-hmm. yeah yeah but I, I can't think of anybody in our, my immediate family that mm-hmm. kind of fits this specific role mm-hmm. no i think i kind of i can fall into this role but this is not because y'all know I'm not to do all that talking and that extra stuff. But like when I have to go into big sister mode and get stuff together, if it's somebody's birthday or something like that, mm-hmm. then I become that person. But I think that's also from the hero where you're being the leader. Yeah. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The next one is the power broker. And the power broker is the person that maintains the hierarchy in the family with them being the top 
Like, it's not necessarily that they doing anything. They just like, I'm at the top of this hierarchy, the top of the food chain, because it their p- position depends on it. Their position of power depends mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Nobody no. in my family no. fits that role. <laughs> I'd be looking at people like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my, I don't feel like any of my siblings are like that either. No. Yeah, no. Mine aren't either. No, not at all. Now, do I have some uh extended family members that i feel are probably like this yes um i got some old school aunts and uncles and i feel like some of them may fall into this category where mm-hmm. um i'm gonna be on top and you gonna respect me because i'm on top but not necessarily that they've done anything to garner any respect gotcha mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i do believe in that yeah <laughs> I, can, I, I, I can see that um, I think this becomes, you know, and this is not anything specific to like my family, but I'm just talking about kind of in general. Mm-hmm. I think this becomes a, like a, I'm the oldest mm-hmm. kind of idea. So because <laughs> I'm the oldest, that means you should respect me, respect me. Mm-hmm. You need to do what I say. Um, and it's like, well, okay. I mean, you just happened to be born first. Like <laughs> you the egg to drop. Right. Like yeah. there's. Like, that doesn't mean literally anything. So, you know, respect is something that is, you know, earned. Yeah. Um, I don't have to respect you just because. Yeah. yeah. I do have a client that um, that's what we work, we're working on is her communication with her sibling that uh, has that role. And I've actually had to have a session with the both of them. And I pointed it out to her sister and her sister was like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. I, I do do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've, I work, I've worked with her, my client, I've had to work with her on how to set boundaries and not just giving her respect just because she's the oldest, but mm-hmm. she needs to earn it and, yeah. and still respect you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So power and respect are not always positively correlated. So. No. Mm-hmm. Just because you got power don't mean nobody respect you. They may fear you, mm-hmm. but that's not mm-hmm. respect. I wish I could say something right there, but I can't. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> you you already do know it. what I want to say. Come don't back. Do it. Don't Save do that it. for later. Okay. Save that for don't later. Don't do it. I will. <laughs> uh, the next one is the lost child. The lost child is the subservient good child. They are obedient, passive, and normally hidden in in midst of family trauma. Um, they avoid all problems. This is the person who's flexible, easygoing. Um, they sometimes lack direction and are fearful in making decisions. Hmm. Yeah, none of my none of my siblings fit that, <laughs> or me. I think that. So, for myself, I think I initially was the lost child, not because my parents put me in that role. But I think it was something, you know, I used to be a very shy, timid, very, very sensitive Mm -hmm. uh, individual. So I think I kind of just my personality type fit that. Um, And it wasn't until some of my um, like late teen, early adulthood experiences where my mindset and confidence in myself started to change Mm -hmm. to where that idea of who I was kind of maybe flipped over to the hero role mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i think may initially i would have fit 
myself into here and not necessarily from a trauma experience. Yeah. Uh, so let me go ahead and put that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so not a tr- as a trauma response, but just again, because of my personality, you know, I just had a very, um, I don't even know if meek is the right word, Yeah, it is. but mm-hmm. you know, I just had a very meek personality. I was the shy kid, you know, mm-hmm. my mom, I remember my mom like having to like force me to go outside and, and <laughs> like <laughs> go make some friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't that once I, you know, got out there that I had trouble, you know, making friends or getting along with people, but it was just this very, you know, lack of confidence Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I definitely can relate with this person (laughs) Um, and I think sometimes this person still comes up because I'm just like "Eh." um I'm I am super flexible super easy going and that's like we've talked about in another session like I have to fight against that because my thoughts and my voice do matter Mm -hmm. and so I can't just automatically be like no whatever y'all want to do no I have to have some input at times Mm -hmm. but I would also say um this was my mom Mm -hmm. in different relationships in her um family system and you know her some of hers is related to some trauma but I think this is just who she naturally was just kind of like how we were kind of that way Mm -hmm. um and then I have another sibling who on my dad's side who I feel like is, is like this as well. Mm-hmm. Very laid back. Um, his namesake. Um, <laughs> I do believe that he's like that as well, mm. but don't push us. Cause then something else come out, you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the next one, which is hilarious. Cause all my brothers, I feel are, are like this is the clown. <laughs> mm-hmm. The clown uses humor to offset the family conflict and to create a sense that things are okay. They have a, a talent for lightening the mood and just shifting everything when things are too stressful. I can think of some uncles that yes. are like this. I wouldn't say like in my small, like immediate knit group that anybody kind of mm-hmm. fits this, but I can definitely think of some uncles like off top that would be that would fall in this category. I would I would have to say that person is my mom. My mom is hilarious. <laughs> like she just I mean, it's just sometimes the way she say things is just hilarious. But I don't think it's to I don't I, I think it's a healthy way. I don't think it's to it's not the hiding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because she will um, address conflict if you know need be. But I think she does <laughs> a lot of humor in my older brother is actually uh hilarious as well if he comes out of his shell because he is in a shell he could be if he especially if he don't know you um he Mm. you know is definitely in a a shell but i wouldn't say as like the lost child Mm -hmm. one yeah but once you get to know my older brother as well he's hilarious too yeah and i think that's just part of our culture Mm -hmm. as black people being humorous finding finding ways to laugh instead of crying yeah mm-hmm. um so i think that's just part of us mm-hmm. i would agree with that yeah yeah well we almost done with with the uh the roles the next one is the cheerleader the cheerleader provides support and encouragement to others they are usually the balance in taking care of people's needs um they have a, a positive influence on folks so that's typically a a, a good one mm-hmm I would have to say that's both my parents because they definitely push all of us to Mm -hmm. thrive. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so I would have to say that was both of my parents. Yeah, my mom definitely steps into I this world. Her, mom. <laughs> yeah, She's, my mom is such a good encourager and mm-hmm. uplifter. I mean, that's why everybody thinks they are her children and they not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I would definitely say my mom falls into. Um, I mean, I can think of a couple of other categories just from our list, but mm-hmm. um, she definitely is a cheerleader because uh, mm-hmm. she wants to make sure that. You know, she is going to be like, I'm so proud of you mm-hmm. and, you know, you can do great things <laughs> and well, you can you know, tell you're that. fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, she's definitely um, uh, a very positive person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Come how through both of words my of are. affirmation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that from our parents because all of them, <laughs> all, uh, when yes. I say every last one of them, well, my mom doesn't have a Facebook, but she's in the background. Yes. <laughs> she, they yeah. all post our uh yes. recycle podcast you know anything ads all everything the workshop everything mm-hmm. yes. before i came in here my mom was like so where is the podcast it's, it's friday y'all said we was gonna know something before the end it's the end yeah, yeah. they're like we want our episode forget the election okay <laughs> I said, oh, okay calm yeah. down yeah yeah i would definitely say that my mom is super duper supportive like yes. i can't think of a time where i've presented an idea or something to her and she mm-hmm. has discouraged it mm-hmm. like don't have me out here in my fields Girl. don't do it my eyes is they tearing up they sweating <laughs> they sweating <laughs> yes that's exactly and, and see my my dad it well we're gonna go over this one in a minute but my dad is also a thinker he's a cheerleader mm-hmm. but then he'll say okay so have y'all thought about this do y'all need to do this do y'all mm-hmm. you know what i mean so he then yes. helps to formulate the plan mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. how you're gonna get there and what it's gonna look like yeah because you do need that balance exactly mm-hmm. clearly don't have me out here thinking I'm an astronaut and I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because my mom will be like, so what school are you going uh-huh, to? Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> do you need help getting there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's the, so funny. Yeah, the next one is nurturer. This person provides, did I already say this one? Mm-mm. You just Mediator. Mediator. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. The cheerleader. This person provides emotional support, creates safety, is available to others, and can and can be a mediator. They focus on having and meeting emotional needs, but it's a balanced way. They are just there to help support you. They are not going to do the work for you and kind of get to that unhealthy version like the rescuer. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say that's me. <laughs> uh, the nurturer? Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say that's me. <laughs> I will say that I am becoming that. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I traditionally, I have been a rescuer, (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, but as I've gotten more mature and understanding that, you know, certain people's struggles are their struggles, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm pulling back some from that and becoming Mm -hmm. more of a nurturer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I definitely think that I'm a nurturer as well as some of my siblings. And I think that's just our family system on both sides. Um, like, (laughs) My mom is going to kill me for saying this. But I remember I was sitting outside on the porch as a kid with my mom and something was going on with her, her boom box. I'm, I'm aging myself. And <laughs> she said something to the effect of what's messing up my m <laughs> my, my mama, my mama mouth, you know, my m A woman after my own heart. Machine. <laughs> and I said, mom, 
what's wrong with your M and F and machine? <laughs> because you know kids are sponges. I yeah. didn't know nothing was wrong with the word or whatever. But she was like, Oh Lord, I didn't score my baby. But in that moment she uh she's told this story several times. She's like, I always knew that you were gonna be like a loving and nurturing person mm. and she's like, I can still see that person in you. Like you you'll give your last to somebody, you'll make sure that they set up good and thriving. Mm-hmm. Um and something that I like to say, uh is that I like to be a giant builder. Like I want people to reach their dreams and their goals and their aspirations. And I'm going to help you get there. Mm-hmm. And you got to do the work. Cause I ain't fit to do all that, but mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I like it. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have to say my mom fits in that category too. My mom, my mom, she has this, um, this calming speed. Like mm-hmm. it's just, she's so it, even in like, chaos she's yeah. so calm she's mm-hmm. the eye yeah of the storm yeah she and and just can still be loving and nurturing mm-hmm. and like it's gonna be okay baby it's gonna be okay <laughs> like my, how do you okay yeah you're right it's gonna be okay <laughs> yeah i think my mom she has such a uh she doesn't have a big personality but some she is very infectious mm. like people i remember being in school uh, and I grew up in Killeen, Texas, uh, slash Fort Hood. <laughs> and back when I was there, there were not a lot of dental offices in Killeen. Mm-hmm. And so pretty much everybody went to like the same like five or six dental offices, <laughs> right? And I remember people, I would be in the mall and people would be like, you miss Wanda daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, Yes. Uh, I don't know how my mom has this way where people just love her. Yeah, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. everybody knows Miss Wanda. Like they just love her, and you know she's very much like that, very encouraging mm-hmm. and very just motherly. Mm-hmm. Like my mom is a mother. Yes, mm-hmm. you know I, if yes. there was ever a job that was on the planet, it's being <laughs> a mother. Like she is a mom and I you can tell that she really loves being a mother Mm -hmm. that if she could just do that and do nothing else that she would be on cloud nine Mm -hmm. you know which I feel very blessed to have a mother that loves being a mother Mm -hmm. um because she was a great balance for me Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways um so yeah I would put her in that kind of nurturer category as well Mm -hmm. um you know, sometimes I got to kind of bring her back a little bit. Come on back a little bit, mom. You mm-hmm. know, since we're not so far off in age from one another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but. And you're an adult now. And I'm an adult now. <laughs> and you can so be she, her friend. Mm-hmm. Right. This boy. is the age. Boy. Not when you're 20. Right. This is the age. She's a full, <laughs> this, doctor, all of us, full grown adults. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, you mm-hmm. you you are bringing something to the table. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. no longer only taking from her. Yeah. Right, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yes, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Love you, Mama. <laughs> Love you too, Mama. <laughs> um, the next one is thinker. The thinker provides the objective reasoning and focus. Uh, they tend to be the strength in logical situations. And I'm pretty sure all three of us are this person because my mama be looking at me. If you don't get that psycho battle out of here, (laughs) I don't want to be rational. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, okay, okay. What we doing? 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My I, my dad has said something similar. Like my daughter thinks she can talk rings around me now because she got her little <laughs> doctorate degree. But I'm still wise. <laughs> you are. We got it from y'all. Exactly. Exactly. I would definitely have to say my. I would think all. I think all of us are thinkers. Um, I think my dad, my my younger brother is, and I don't know if it's because of his position in the military that makes him this mm-hmm, way, mm-hmm. but he is a staff sergeant, so he has to think quick and think logically yeah. and reason and all of that stuff. So I th- I would definitely have to say a lot. Yeah, probably all of us fit that category. I think my stepfather fits this category. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because he is very methodical, mm-hmm. um, which is something that. I enjoy. Of course you do. Conspiracy theories. Immensely. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It drives my mom insane. Mm -hmm. And I'm always like, mom, it's cool. Like, it's good. (laughs) Let him do what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, he is very logical. He is very methodical. You know, he is a measure 15 times cut once type of person. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I do think that this has been, I think that has been a great balance for my mother. Yeah, um, man, I told you I can get emotional. Like, get your eyes together, girl. She over, let me, let me get stop sweating over here. No, let me get this throat <laughs> together because it's about to be like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he has been a great balance for her. Um, and I appreciate his calmness, and I, you know, because he is very, you know, in his head, mm-hmm. and. I, I definitely appreciate his ability to really bring a situation down, mm-hmm. the intensity of a situation down, mm-hmm. um, and kind of keep everybody like in an even kind of yeah. keel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> ironically, I think um, my youngest brother, who is six, <laughs> <laughs> is this. Oh, like, if y'all ever meet him, he is so like how are you doing sister are you doing this are you good you need a hug i'm like who are you so i think i definitely think he is one of the thinkers in my siblings um but i think that's just a trait that kind of carries over throughout both sides of my family being thinkers we have a lot of entrepreneurs in our family and Mm -hmm. you kind of have to be on on your toes to do a lot of those things so yeah 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 Mm-hmm. And so our final one is the truth teller, which is also the talker. That's the edited version, you know. That's the <laughs> but this, this person typically reflects the system that it exists in. So they gonna say it like it is. They gonna challenge people. Um, a lot of times, this is a person that people be mad at. They get offended by this person, but they're speaking the truth. They just have to kind of cater <laughs> to the crowd um that they saying it to which we're all looking at each other because we are this person is right <laughs> yeah. no i was thinking this is my husband oh yeah okay. I, yeah he is <laughs> i love him to death lord knows i do uh but he would definitely like he gonna say what he gonna say and sometimes it's gonna come out and be like really Uh, (laughs) but you know he is going to you know sometimes it's his truth Mm -hmm. um and sometimes it's the truth yeah Mm -hmm. um but he is definitely gonna say 
no punches. Like he's not going to hold back. He's not going to sugarcoat it for you. He's, you know, and it doesn't matter who it is. Like if it's wrong, it's wrong. Um, Uh He's also a thinker too. He, um, but he, he's very logical. Like if it doesn't make sense, then like, why are we doing it? It doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. They say that this particular one is good to be paired with a nurturer or a cheerleader. I was Mm -hmm. just curious. I think, so I think I, me and my dad are truth tellers. Now, granted, my dad has now gotten it to where he can also soften it up. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I'm, I'm still learning. I think I'm allowing my nurturing side to Mm -hmm. come out in it a little bit better. Yeah. Um, because I think initially I've separated them. Like Mm -hmm. I can be a nurturer with people that I am very close to. Like I can be a nurturer with y'all, but I can still tell you the truth, but I can put the nurturing part to it. But if I don't know you, I'm just going to hit you in the right jaw, the left jaw and your (laughs) stomach. But it's going to be the truth, it's though. It's all true. And so and, and, and it used to, I used to say, okay, so you want me to tell you the truth or you want me to tell you what you want to hear? <laughs> My thing is, I'll say, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh-huh. But now I think I'm learning how to put the nurturing to the truth telling with everybody. Mm-hmm. Say so. it in love. Yes. But, <laughs> and I, I will say my, my significant other is also a truth teller and a thinker. I think he... So, so I think it, I think it depends with him too, with the truth. Like for me, he'll just tell me, and if it hurts my feelings, you suck it up, buttercup, (laughs) you get over it. Mm -hmm. And, but then he's also a thinker, just kind of like Derek, like that. Uh, uh, what? Like, why are you doing that? Uh Uh-huh. That I'm, well, I got some more questions. (laughs) Yo, that be me though. (laughs) And the men that I date be the scissors. When they be like, you just gonna say that to me? (laughs) What'd I say? Girl, sometimes you be like, oh, Jesus. I that know. cut a little deep. Mm-hmm. All right. Dang. Mm-hmm. I be feeling all guilty. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. I'll be like, you know that, you remember when I said earlier I had a real sensitive, meek personality? Uh, you're triggering that right now. Yeah, see, I wouldn't <laughs> even be able to say that. He, no, you don't. No, you don't. Because you'll tell me too. You'll tell me too. So don't <laughs> even play. Now, he will say that. He'll be like, <laughs> nah, you don't be playing around with me neither. Exactly. Because <laughs> I love you. I told you, Lafayette and I, I told her, uh, Derek and I will play the dozens on each other. <laughs> H- hardcore. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to say the things that we be saying to it's, each other. But what is his position in the family? In our family or in his, his. family? Oh, Siblings. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, While you're thinking, Rodney is the oldest. Mm. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oldest in the middle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. Um. Because I think he takes on a different role for his each parent. Mm, okay. Um. If I had to guess, I would say for his father, he is the hero child. Okay. Um. And for his mom. I don't know, actually. Um, He may take on more of a... I still think that thinker, uh, Mm -hmm. truth teller, because he's still that way even with his family. Um, But you can kind of just watch the dynamic between him and his father. He's very much a a daddy's boy versus a mama's boy. Mm -hmm. Um, So if I had to guess... Um, that he would take on the role of the 
the hero child with his father and more of the thinker truth teller with his mom and his he has an older sister um and i she seems to take on maybe more the hero role with the mom um gotcha yeah okay yeah i think rodney would still fit especially within his siblings he still fits the thinker and the truth teller um with his parents hmm that's hard yeah i'm struggling a little bit with that one too i may i may say the mediator because he tries to get them together yeah. and do things mm-hmm, you know yeah. so i would maybe the me- mediator gotcha maybe nurture a little now, bit. i ain't got no man but <laughs> um i do tend to date the mediator mm-hmm. they normally are kind of the part the safe place for their um their family whether they are available emotionally or not is not normally up you know we don't normally think look at that but they are normally the the mediator for their family mm-hmm. so yeah i'm gonna have to think about that some more yeah, yeah. i know because i didn't think about that, that you, God, i was looking at child yeah <laughs> now that you said it i'm like well do, is a, that the role that he plays in his in his family i can i can I don't tr- know i can honestly say thinker and truth tell truth teller for rodney with his siblings but with his parents that's where that's i'm different yeah 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 that's more complicated too mm-hmm. when you yeah. start unpacking stuff i would definitely say yeah. what he is true teller with his sibling mm-hmm. but yeah i agree with his parents i'm not quite a hundred percent sure um i'll be i'm gonna ask him though and see what he says mm-hmm. you know what role he thinks he yeah. plays yeah that's a good question so what do y'all think are like some of the reasons for sibling rivalry and all of these roles to even like pop up and take place mm-hmm. well i would definitely say favoritism mm-hmm. um i think depending on you know your relationship with your parents mm-hmm. you know and how your parents treat each sibling in front of each person and mm-hmm. you know the even I would even say for those that celebrate Christmas, like the Christmas gifts and stuff, like did you just give me all underwears and socks <laughs> and you got my, you know? I mean, yeah. I like underwear and socks and pajamas. I and do stuff. too now, but <laughs> when I was little, right? <laughs> like I don't want no underwears and socks. My mom be like, "You want towels for Christmas?" Right? Books. I said I wanted an air fryer this Christmas, and she about had a a, a conniption fit. An air fryer. <laughs> Yes, mom. So I want an air fryer. I want one of those too, though. Yeah, I do too. Like, I, that's a grown person gift. Exactly. I, I want we one grown. of those too. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that would be my answer. Yeah. The favoritism. Yeah, yeah. I would I say agree. that too. I think also kind of like if one child reminds the parent of them mm-hmm. um, or reminds them of the other parent and depending upon how they feel about themselves or how they feel about the other parent mm-hmm. can kind yeah. of lead to some either like you said favoritism or treating the children differently mm-hmm. um or um kind of well basically treating the children differently i was yeah. about to say same thing over again yeah and i think when you in a healthy version of that you have to make sure you are letting the kids know where they where they are where mm-hmm. what their roles are because Structure is needed. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of parents kind of forget that. And it, or they may not know because you learn on the job when you become a parent. So you don't have all the answers. And a lot of people don't actually prepare mm-hmm. to be parents. Even if they're like, let's start trying. They haven't actually prepared mentally for what their kids may need. And, and that can be difficult to do because you don't know what type of personality exactly. your child is going to have. Exactly. You know, Right. 
And I think that might be a, that's a huge defining factor because mm-hmm. like, kind of like I was saying, if the, does the child remind you of you or remind mm-hmm. you of another per, a parent, the other parent or another person, you know, if you are very outgoing, very, you know, fun loving extroverted individual, and then you have this artsy fartsy, you know, super, <laughs> you know, um, melancholy mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of child, you know, it's going to highlight these things in you that you're like, but then you have another child that's outgoing like mm-hmm. you, that child is going to want to go with that parent a lot because yeah. they're outgoing like that parent. And so mm-hmm. it'll leave the artsy child thinking like, well, dog, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I definitely think in my family system, we don't have like a severe difference in personalities. We all are kind of in that introvert, ambivert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. but you can see that there's a difference like i'm the extreme i'm the most introverted y'all already know in my whole family <laughs> system and mm-hmm. so like i can be at a family gathering i ain't said nothing but hi how are you doing to everybody and then i'm not saying anything else to anybody but my brothers are kind of like the life of the party we all dance like the whole family dances like be dancing dancing mm-hmm. so that's just who we are so that's not abnormal and it's not like seen as a sign of extroversion in our family but you can tell who really be out there in the middle of the dance floor versus i'm probably on the side mm-hmm. you know but I do think if you don't give your kids space to figure out who they are, mm-hmm. they will resent you and they mm-hmm. will resent their other siblings because it true. looks like this kid got that mm-hmm. and didn't. I do know that I had some issues <laughs> with my mama because I was like, mama, how you just going to let him go do that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Like I, I'm the kid who probably, I never had any like, curfew or anything like that because i was in the house because i was like i gotta go read a book i'm i gotta do go do nerd stuff <laughs> but my brother was just out there wilding and wilding in my version i like literally wilding mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like oh so he don't get no whooping <laughs> <laughs> you just okay but as you grow up you're like oh she she a totally different parent yeah mm-hmm. then who she was with me. I grew up, like you were saying, mm-hmm. Dr. Strickland, you grew up with your mom. I grew up with my mom because my mom is younger. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So she a whole woman when she had this second child mm-hmm. versus a kid, you know? Yeah. yeah. See, the thing, see, it, I was telling Dr. Strickland a couple of days ago, I wonder if, like, it's different depending on the gender, the number of children you have in genders, you mm-hmm. know? Because I think so. Because I'm the girl. So, of course, girls, you know, they not your parents not going to let you be out past the time when the street yeah. lights come on and stuff, you know. We got you, a lot of patriarchy still. Exactly. <laughs> and so my younger brother, now, I did used to get upset with the fact that my younger brother could be out with my older brother bowling till 2 o'clock in the morning, but I had to be in the house at 12. But I, didn't, I don't think I took it out on my younger brother mm-hmm. because, he, you know, I knew it was because he was with my older brother. And I knew, I was like, okay, so it's, this is sexist (laughs) (laughs) you know but it it was what it was i wasn't gonna argue with my dad or my mom about it because then they they could make it to 11 so i'm like let me just shut up yeah Yeah. (laughs) so i think i had some of that when i was a little bit younger Mm -hmm. um when i what my brother and i were living in the house together uh (laughs) because she now again i love you mama (laughs) Uh, my mom is a very neat person like extremely organized, Do we have very the same neat. Parent? Yeah, because my uh, mama. Yes, 
and O-C-D. it used to be like you know they you know your mama grease your scalp and everything my mom would not like want me to sit back on the couch because i would like get grief you know like on soul go oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know she did mm-hmm. not want that on her couch so mm-hmm. put your head on the couch mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. <laughs> now fast forward about 14 years and she has my brother and ooh, <laughs> <laughs> had to hold my mouth there real quick this young man would jump from couch to couch like running all over the furniture i mean when i say running all over the furniture and your brother thought he was a ninja too yeah flipping (laughs) jumping that's why i was talking about my power ranger yes and i'm like wait wait how how you i couldn't even sit back and he he yeah. jumped literally is jumping all over the furniture. We're not bitter parents. We're, we're not, not we're bitter. Not, we're just we're just not bitter at all. Talking about it. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. And I don't. No. I don't. We think, have a nurturing moment right yes, now. <laughs> I don't think this scarred me no, at all. No. This didn't scar me. Yeah. And it didn't scar it's him. Hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, because I love my relationship with my brother and I love my relationship with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely it was a difference. I mean, and it was Mm -hmm. a, it's a visual way of seeing how different, you know, having a mom that was in her Mm twenties, you know, and very new to being an adult. You know, my mom was between having me, she moved out, got married, had me, and it was all like within the span of a year, Mm -hmm. you know? So then she's had some time to learn how to be a mom Mm -hmm. and things that bothered her probably bothered her when she was a very fresh new mom yeah. didn't bother her when she was in her 30 mid 30s when she had you know my brother she mm-hmm. developed some patience some patience <laughs> like that diaper commercial where you overdoing it with mm-hmm. the first kid yes. and then you like i don't care if you eat that off the floor right <laughs> gonna poop it out <laughs> now i think that's where i came in mm-hmm. yeah because mm-hmm. i was definitely like that you're hurting him <laughs> now he got on my nerves now i can think of a couple of times because my brother was a spitfire mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> now the way he is now he's such a gentle spirit oh my gosh my brother is such a gentle a gentle giant because uh, he's pretty tall um but as a toddler oh my god joker was crazy <laughs> baby <laughs> he had he had an affinity a love relationship with hitting me in the face with stuff toys books it didn't matter my brother used to kick people in the shin like because he thought he was a ninja <laughs> yes thought he was a ninja or a power ranger and i was like if you don't get your little power ranger ninja butt somewhere and sit down <laughs> <laughs> these shins are made of bones right yes, <laughs> yes. right but yeah mm-hmm. so i definitely think it's based on our perception mm-hmm. on you know what we're seeing and how we are perceiving what we're seeing because you know if you have a sibling and i'll just use this as an example because it's you know more of an extreme if you have a sibling that is disabled or handicapped Mm -hmm. it will your perception will be that your parents are favorite favoriting that sibling because they need more attention you Mm -hmm. have to have that communication because my brother was mm -hmm. sickly Mm -hmm. like he was in the hospital the majority of the beginning of his life because he's a chronic Mm -hmm. asthmatic like almost died a few times Mm -hmm. so you have to have a parent that sits you down luckily my mom did that for us i never felt like that until it was you know him running across the couches and doing crazy stuff (laughs) and stuff like that but i never felt like oh my god it's a difference like that it's just more so 
you're not going to check him. <laughs> so I, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to check him. Can I check him? Mm-hmm. And she's like, do, mm-hmm. do what you feel. Yeah. Um, but I, I also think something that we didn't talk about, and this is kind of more younger sibling rivalry, and we can definitely go into adult sibling rivalry mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. Um, the negative attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because kids need some form of attention and they don't always get it. And then parents do not teach their kids how to problem solve. Yeah. So it's like, I got a normal problem with my sibling, but now I hate them Mm because I don't know how to fix it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that comes from, you know, the parent doesn't know how to problem solve themselves. Yeah. You know, I would pull that back and look at how do the, if the parents are married, um you know how do they problem solve within their relationship or if they're not married to the the other parent how do they co-parent with one another yeah you know so if i can't if i don't know how to do it then how in the world am i going to teach you two how to do it you're not and it's not a lot of foresight to be like okay let me figure this out or like this is a weakness in me because who that's dysfunctional all of us mm-hmm. likes to admit weakness or likes mm-hmm. to admit flaws. We just be like, Oh, they'd be all right. No, they not. Yeah. You, ha- you have to teach it. when children are younger, teaching them how to problem solve mm-hmm. and develop coping skills is best learned in the house. Mm-hmm. So they're only going to do what they see you doing as the parent, mm-hmm. as the parents, as a couple, as co-parenting however the situation is blended family however the situation Even if is you're not there exactly you know so they're going only going to learn what you're teaching them and so if you teach them to compete against each, each other they're going to compete mm-hmm. it, especially when it's a situation where there may be different so one i'll just use women women having children with different men mm-hmm. and one of the children, their father is in the life in their mm-hmm. life and the other one is not. And so the father comes to get that child and oh, then the yeah. other child is left yep. behind mm-hmm. like that creates a, a, a favoritism, even that though it has nothing problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. Mm-hmm. That's a hard one. You know, and we don't think about a lot of times how these messages get internalized mm-hmm. and create these you know senses of inadequacy um that idea of rejection Mm -hmm. um you know that kind of feeling that I'm not worthy Mm -hmm. and how that starts to filter over into adulthood and then how we end up attaching to the people in our lives as adults and then we develop these really unhealthy dynamics with people where we're either overly attached Mm -hmm. or we're very dismissive with the people in our lives because you know we internalized all of these you know again we don't think about it in in the moment but we internalize these messages of you know being unloved and being Mm, not unworthy unseen undervalued Mm -hmm. underappreciated you know all that kind of stuff yeah can you say trauma bond Mm -hmm. yes yeah, trauma true. bonds don't have to just be in situations of extreme abuse. So, mm-hmm. um, since Dr. Strickland has segued into the adults, <laughs> 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 I think one that uh, is on the dysfunctional side for sibling rivalry as an adult is when parents gossip about their kids to their kids. Oh, that yeah. is so unhealthy. I'm like, so you just, you're not going to grow up. Okay. Yeah. Mm. yeah that mm-hmm. that is very because you create um 
a mistrust, distrust, whichever yeah. one you want to use, uh, between that child and mm-hmm. the rest of the family. Yeah. Because yeah. now I don't know who I can trust because yeah. now you're gossiping about me. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a it, it's th- um, that is a insecurity to no end. Yeah. It reminds me of that. Uh, I want to say it's the Tyler Perry movie. The family reunion where you got the two girls and Lynn Whitfield mm-hmm. is the mom. Oh, I remember. yes. Okay. I haven't it seen reminds, it in a while, but I, it I remember It reminds me of that. Oh, gosh. And that yes. just breaks my heart when I, I was like, I can't watch that often. <laughs> yeah. Because she. Seen that in a long time. Now, I would say I would define her as a black sheep. Even though the, she ain't did nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Scapegoat. Yeah. Yeah. Sca- yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That was an intense one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that, yeah, that is definitely an unhealthy dynamic. You know, like you guys said, it creates distrust. It, and it also can almost lead to like a superiority, mm-hmm. you know, between the siblings. Because if one sibling knows every single thing or they believe that the parent sees them as the black sheep, mm-hmm. the one that's being gossiped about, mm-hmm. it can unintentionally create this idea of superiority between the siblings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it create it does create that self-fulfilling prophecy too. And it yes. does the, the superiority for both, like the one yeah. who is being told the secrets, they get that hierarchy mm-hmm. complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other, the one that's being gossiped about gets that inferiority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. this this kind of goes along with that, so I want to throw it in there, is the making the negative comparison between the siblings. Oh, Why can't yeah. you just be like, mm-hmm. how about you let that person be who they are? Yeah. That is one of the worst statements to say to a child. Yeah. yeah. Why can't you be like your sister? Or why can't you be like your brother? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It fosters potential hatred mm-hmm. between the siblings. Or telling me I'm not good enough. Yes, or an unhealthy competition because mm-hmm. the one that's being told compared to, you know, they will start to, if they internalize that and say, okay, well, maybe I need to be more like my sibling, mm-hmm. you know, then they start trying to do things that don't fit them naturally. Yeah. Right. You know, playing football if, and they don't even want to play football. Right. Living in your sibling's shadow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's just sad because you, you may actually be great in the same area but a different part of the sport or, mm-hmm. or whatever just using that as an example mm-hmm. but you're not going to reach your full potential because you don't even want to be in a shadow because you're being compared yep right it's just sad mm. it is um another one and this is i can kind of relate to this but it's like i said this is not really what happened in my family system but it could have if my mom hadn't checked it and that is focusing on the child that has the problems mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. and and assuming that kid that doesn't have the problems is a strong kid and they don't need nothing mm-hmm. yes you mm. see that yeah i know and as a therapist i think we see that a lot, a lot. yes and yeah. we see the aftermath of that mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. you know and i do think that this kind of goes back to our black woman trope a little bit <laughs> um in that h- idea of being mm-hmm. strong yeah. mm-hmm. and that you don't need anything. So that means, you know, no one needs to check, check on, on you, you or help you or nurture you or mm-hmm. cause you got it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Just because I wear it don't mean it's not heavy. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Ms. Brooke, can you take it? Mm-hmm. Please take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. then always saying that one, the other one has problems it goes back to that kind of inferiority and then almost Mm -hmm. that idea of helplessness. You know, if again, this is about internalizing messages and, you know, I I said this way back in an earlier session that children um, build their internal kind of ideas based off associations. Mm -hmm. So if you, if I've learned to associate you and your messages with, I am always a problem. I'm always the one causing drama. I'm always the one insert whatever it is. Then I can learn to become helpless, mm-hmm. you know? So then I need other people to come solve this problem for me and kind of that victimization being and coddled that, and meshed. All yeah. Up. And that can transition into adulthood victimization. You mm-hmm. have a lot because mm-hmm. you will find someone to do you the same way. Because mm-hmm. that's, interp- mm-hmm. yeah. that's your interpretation and your beliefs. So you mm-hmm. continue to find people to validate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think the flip side of that um, as well for like the child that, pe- you know, they don't believe has problems or kind of quote the favorite child or the golden child is, you know, I think that also kind of puts a lot of pressure on that child mm-hmm. to always be okay and be perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. So then they feel like they don't have space to express themselves. They don't have uh, any outlet. And then this can also lead to like perfectionism and yes. overworking. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know, being that- here preaching to me, <laughs> 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 you know, because again, I don't want to rock the boat because I've, I'm always seen as, Okay, I got it. Mm-hmm. I'm the good one. I don't cause problems. You know, everybody loves me, mm-hmm. you know, and then when I do have a problem, I got to go deal with it in secret and yeah. hide it internally. Mm-hmm. And you don't even realize that this is happening to you until you wake up resenting people and you angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see a lot of men and women come sit on that couch and they like, I'm just so angry. And I'm like, tell me about your childhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tell me you about how you deal first. with people. Yeah. 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 And I think the only other thing that I want to add to the adult sibling rivalry is when parents do not set up their kids to live without them and they leave stuff to one today. child and mm-hmm. that child either got to delegate it or the other kids is not doing what they supposed to be doing or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have witnessed this on both sides of my family, my maternal and paternal side and just seen how, stuff can go left real quick mm-hmm. and so it, it it don't it don't be looking good yeah and that doesn't mean that you you prepare your child by skipping one <laughs> through 19 and you want them to get to 20 right no. and expect it means so i'm saying this because i had a client today a family today and that's what the child was saying like you i understand you're trying to prepare because she's 17 i understand you're trying to prepare me for the world but you skipping one through 19 and Mm -hmm. making me do 20 Mm -hmm. and i'm and i'm telling you that i'm scared i'm anxious and this this that and the other and and constantly well i'm trying to teach you for the word and i said yes that's fine but you got what's step one what's the well she's very intelligent that just because she needs you to help her does not mean that she's not intelligent right not gonna do it your way right Mm -hmm. she you gotta parent her how she needs to be parented Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and you don't typically see none of that until it's at the funeral and people fighting and all that other kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, there's so many other avenues that we can go with all of this. You yeah. know, teach, it teaches children to live in like survival mode. Mm-hmm. It teaches them to be attention seeking. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many different things. Avoidant. Avoidant. Mm-hmm. You know, self-deprecating or, you know, mm. so many ways that just when insecure. there's when there's an imbalance of. Mm-hmm attention and imbalance of affection and an imbalance of teaching and an imbalance of um observation mm-hmm. you know it can lead to all of these really unhealthy things and it will wreak havoc in your adult life mm-hmm. this is one of those episodes you guys i hope when you listen to it you definitely look back into your life either your life and or if you are a parent into your parenting and ask us questions because we can definitely talk about this for about three hours <laughs> okay but because i'm like yeah we're gonna have to wrap it up soon but uh, yeah, yeah so you know definitely ask us some questions um in the comments and even again as we've said before if you need to send us a private question or whatnot you mm-hmm. can dm us we're on facebook we're on instagram we're on youtube well yep. i don't think you can privately dm us on youtube but the other two you can yeah. mm-hmm. so please ask us questions so that we can help you know in, in any way we can mm-hmm. yeah and I agree with Dr. Jones you know I, I think this is an opportunity for you to look at your own family dynamics you know like you how were you uh, raised what role did you play in your family what role did you play as a parent what role even as a friend because we didn't really talk about how this can you know we this uh, session is specifically on family, mm-hmm. but you can take on some of these roles with your friends as well. Yes, you know, so definitely. how do you, how is this highlighted in pretty much every area of your life? You know, you're going to have a couple of go tos. We all can do all of them at any point in time, mm-hmm. but you're going to have a two or three that are like your main, you know, your main stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and how, how did you come to get to this point? What did you learn as a child? What did you hear? And, you know, how it has affected your attachment to the people in your life. Mm -hmm. As we end this session, we want to leave you with a quote by Pamela Dugdale. It reads, siblings are the people we practice on, the people who teach us about fairness and cooperation and kindness and caring, quite often the hard way. So, okay, interns, process your notes. Be sure to catch us next session and find us on all major platforms at The Recycled Podcast. If you're a new intern, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening. And remember, we are shifting and reshaping our psyche through healing conversations and connections, one discussion at a time.